Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everybody. Today is June 17th, 2021. And we're here again tonight with Carrie. So, Carrie, uh, um, what have you got for us tonight? Anything? I don't have. I don't have anything really. So I was going to hope for questions. Otherwise, we'll just do, uh, you know, just some training. But if anybody has a question on their own stuff, that way we can um, press their their stuff and make sure their questions are answered. If not, then we'll just do a kind of an overview of everything and have people look stuff up and call it a night. So does anybody have any questions? Star two on your phone if you've got any questions. You want to be a movie star. And then Nancy, if you have one, just hit your unmute button. So we got somebody with their hand raised. All right, you started with them. Go ahead. Good evening, Carrie and Tad. How are you doing tonight? Hey there. I'm, I'm doing well. Great. Glad to hear it. This is a general question, not a specific issue. Um, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind going over briefly um, the reason for the tax court and what you can accomplish with it and why you should do that procedure and what instances would you want to use that procedure? Okay, because I said, next. (laughs) (laughs) What? Because I said. Well, the reason go to the tax court, all right. And you tell me never received a statutory notice of deficiency or a statutory notice of determination because they cannot give you one. The reason they cannot give you one because they have to do a 23C in order to put a lien on it. 23C is an affidavit that the IRS agent would sign saying that all the foregoing is true, correct, to the best of my belief. Then it's going to tell them what you did wrong. Then it goes to a federal judge. The federal judge signs it, and then they file it in the county. The problem is, you go to the tax court, the the DOJ, the Department of Justice, goes and asks the commissioner if they gave you one. The reason they say no, because there's things in the statutes that they cannot, under any circumstance, do. Therefore, if they're in a rock and a hard spot. Now, if they did if they did not do a notice of deficiency and they did not do a notice of determination, and I promise you they didn't do one, not statutory. That's the invoice or that's the claim. Now they're going to say, well, you owe three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and they're going to file a notice. Now it's changed from a lien to a notice of lien. 
because they don't have the backing, the court backing. Then they're going to say you owe $350, so they're going to put a notice of lien against you. The problem is the notice of lien would have to, the $350 would have to be a claim. They don't give you a claim. If you don't have a claim, how can they give you a claim? So what we're doing is we're going in there and we'll say, well, I don't owe 350 They'll say, well, how much do you owe? Well, I owe 50 Okay, we'll take it. Again, we're, we're, we're shooting ourselves <laughs> in the foot. So the reason we go is, one, they cannot give you one. Two, once they didn't give you one, there's no claim. What that does is that stops them from moving forward, even though they move forward. So if you go to the county and tell the county, I ne- you know, release my liens, the county's going to say, we have to do what the IRS says. Then we take the court order to the county and say, well, look what the commissioner said. So now we've, we've trumped that card. No matter what they say, once you get that, it doesn't matter. We'll okay. do a 1227 form. The 12277 form is a release of lien form. They're going to come back and say, well, you don't qualify because of 6323J. Well, 6323J, number one, is a statute that's outside of their legal right, and we have a court order saying that they, they can't do it. So we use that for the cornerstone of everything we do. Okay. Well, what if um, they, they've never sent you one because they've had no need to send you one? You're kind of asking for something that they admit, yeah, we've never sent you one because you're not deficient. So why are you telling us that you've never received a notice because we've never sent you a notice? Well, because once you get that, we get, once you get that, so there's two kinds of people, those that are being harassed by the IRS and those that are going to be. So if you already have it in hand and they write you a letter, you just drop that in the mail and mail it back. You're not being hassled. You don't want to do it. Don't do it. I don't give legal advice. You know, <clears throat> what this is going to do is this is going to protect you now and in the future. The reason you do it is they're going to come back and they're going to say, the IRS can only go back three years unless they find something. They're going back 10 years. But we're going back 20. Okay. So you would always do this whether you have have been notified of a notice of deficiency or a notice of determination. You still do it anyway, even if you've never even gotten a letter. Okay. You can't get them. You'll never get one. So, but they have to give you one in order for them to do anything. They have to give you one. That's the claim. In other words, why would they say to you, um, you owe 300000 I'm going to put a lien against you? They can't do that now because they never gave you a notice of deficiency. A determination, I'm sorry. The determination yeah. is the claim. Okay. So don't, don't, if, if they didn't give you if they didn't give it to you, they can't do a lien. Well, what about a levy? They can't do a levy either. Why? Because they never gave you the claim. But without the claim, without the claim, they can't do anything to you. Okay, I guess I'm just having a little trouble understanding if you do the tax court and you're asking them or telling them that you've never gotten it, and they're going to say, of course you've never gotten it because we've never sent you one. Why are you asking for a relief for something that you've never gotten? Let me... Gary, can I, can I address this? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm confused. 
Harry? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So the IRS only has jurisdiction over alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. And they uh, receive a return from businesses engaged in alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. They review it, and that's when they issue a notice of deficiency and or a notice of determination um, under penalties of perjury because that's their jurisdiction. If they go outside of that, such as your paycheck, if they issue a notice of deficiency and determination under penalties of perjury, they perjure themselves and they can go to prison. If they no, do. Imp- huh? If they do, you said. Right. If, if they follow the statutory uh, guidelines, the laws, yes, they will go to prison because they have no jurisdiction to collect money out of your paycheck unless you're involved with alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Right, and that's what they and use so in Title 27 we, enforcement actions against you. So that's why we go to the tax court to call their bluff. Okay, you but say you, you do know this it. even in before you have any issues, right. whether you do or you don't. You're calling their bluff, and you're get, you're forcing them to come to the table to admit that they screwed up. By doing that, that wipes out every every year for every issue in your petition. <laughs> unless you're engaged with alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Right. I get it. Just my only particular in the whole thing is if, if, if someone has never been issued any of these things, then why would you do that unless... That's, okay. That's, that's what I don't okay. understand. I'll tell you, because they're acting outside of their jurisdiction. They're doing things to you that they are not allowed to do. They say they are, but they're not. And so when you ask them... When you demand that they issue a, a statutory notice of deficiency and determination, you're calling their bluff. They can't do that. If they do, they'll go to prison because they're lying. Okay. They so have no jurisdiction. You're a shield your against audits and everything they, else because they have no jurisdiction. That's right. Now, let me ask you a question. I want you to think about this, okay? There's $500,000 at stake. It's on the table. I'm going to ask you a question. If you answer it properly, you get the 500000 If you answer it incorrectly, I get the 500000 Now, I want you to pick the most so you can get the half a million dollars. Would 30 be more than 3 or 3 be more than 30 Well, without knowing all of the details, it's an impossible question to answer. That's why we do it right there, because it's impossible for you to know when you're going to get it, when you're not. So we're going to go first, and we're going to force their hand. They're going to say, well, we didn't give you one. Then when they come back and say, oh, in in 2012, he didn't file so-and-so, and and he owes us $35,000. How can you owe $35,000 when three months ago you asked him, you never got one, and they said, well, no, we didn't get one. Okay. So now you're being you're being preemptive. There you go. That's right. So let me ask you a question. If I punch you in the eye with a pair of brass knuckles, would that hurt? Hurt who? How simple that is. Because it won't hurt anybody. Well, I can't see again. It's the same thing. I know it's going to hurt you because I'm going to see the mud and I'm going to see you cry. I know it's going to hurt you. But by you saying hurt whom, 
Now I've got to tell you. Well, uh, you know, uh, Bob. Right. You've got to define your answer and define your question. There you go. And that's what we're doing. See? Now, are you in front of? Are you in front of a? Are you in front of a computer? No, no, I'm just outside. That's okay. But in Title 26, Section 6065, the Secretary states any form, document, or letter must be signed under penalties of perjury. You get a letter from the IRS. Is it signed by under penalties of perjury? Never. Then they don't have jurisdiction. Why is it they don't? Because you're not in alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. See, in other words, they're trying to make you think something that's not so. When I was a kid, my dad moved around a little bit. We moved three or four times. And every time I moved to a new school, the, 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 the classroom bully said, oh, a newbie. I'll be by here tomorrow to get your lunch. But he said, have it ready or I'll beat you up. Me being the guy I was, I said, how do you know you can take me? Ask anybody. So I walked up to him and I kicked him in the groin. So I reached in his pockets and I stripped him clean. I walked away with $3 that day. The next day he said, you cheated. I said, I cheated. Did you give me the rules? No. Then you, well, then you deserved it. Can't cheat when there are none. But I said, see, that's what they're doing to us. They're kicking us in the groin and then they're saying, well, you cheated. How did they cheat? because they never gave you the notice of deficiency and the notice of determination. That's the tether that gives them the ability to breathe. Okay? Just that. Huh? Wow. Hey, one other question. I'll let, I'll let someone else in. This is just oh, I was right. thinking about a couple calls ago. You mentioned several times in the past about uh, in the 1040 booklet where say it forbids you to file a 1040 because of paragraph 3 on page 110 or whatever page it was, it doesn't matter, but I don't get that connection. It never says you can't, it just doesn't tell you to do exactly that. No, it says to you, file a return or statement. They say, did you file a 1040? A return, well, that could be a CT1. That could be an OID. Could be a yeah, it's open-ended. Correct. Oh, so in other words, you didn't file a 1040. I know it. They said to file a return or statement. I file a statement every single year without fail, and I file it. I type on a piece of paper, eat, shit, and die. I sign it, I date it, and I put it in my file. Now, it doesn't say mail it. See, see I'm an asshole that way. I, what I do is what they say, nothing more, nothing less. See? Okay. I do what they tell me to do, nothing more. I'm not going to volunteer. See? No, you, you, you picked the statement part because it said you were perfectly able to do that, and that's what you did. That's right. So I, I'm self-employed, so when I get check, a check, I get all of it. I have nothing taken out of my check. So if I make $40,000, I brought home $40,000. I type on a piece of paper, eat shit and die, put it in my file, I'm done. Takes me 30 seconds. Okay. okay. I'm done. Thank you, Carrie. My pleasure. Thank you.
Okay. Anybody else have a question? Hit star two. Raise your hand. Calling you. 707. Uh, hi. Uh, this is Maggie. Hi, Tad. Hi, Carrie. Hi. Um, hi. <laughs> I was just in listening to this just now, I had a couple of questions that came up. Um, and the first one is about the determination part. Um, I had, I did have a notice of determination, actually several of them, but they, of, were, of course, were not signed and were not, you know, valid from a statutory standpoint, but they, they were there nonetheless. And they focused on, on the one that was current that hadn't expired from their point of view. Um, and they continued on with it. I brought up all the points. I went to tax court, brought up all the points that, um, that we've talked about um, in previous calls and you know, with, with you, Carrie. And um, yet the, the judge ruled uh, in favor of the IRS, which is actually not so surprising. Um, but I, I just, in terms of doing the appeal process, I just was wondering if there were any, oh, I don't know, like I brought up a lot of points and they were all kind of like, yeah, yeah, that doesn't matter. We're, we're, we're not paying any attention to that. Are there any um, points that are stronger than others in terms of what the appellate court goes? Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, we'll rule in your favor then, you know. Well, and the appellate court is pretty... It's pretty us friendly. Go ahead. Oh, that's nice. Now we have a case where we have right now, and and um, the guy that I'm helping do it, basically they told him he couldn't. We will not allow Title 27 to be brought up. Yet they're charging him for Title 27. Yeah. See? Yeah. So the judge is clearly wrong so what we right. did was and what was so funny if you look at the news um um lynn hughes out at houston federal judge lynn hughes we went in front of him and and he ruled against us her she ruled against us or he did whomever it was i forget who it was i was there but i don't remember i just remember the name but lynn hughes uh said that if you're not fully vaccinated and your company tells you you can be fired because you're not vaccinated, there's not a thing you can do about it that is not illegal. They can do whatever they can do that because after all, you owe them your time. So now we have a situation here that the judge is administer is uh, what the, he's administering law from the bench. So, so right. what we do is you'll go back and say. Uh, finding a fact and conclusions of law. See, the law is very, very clear. The law is very clear. They're, then they're going to deny it. Then when you appeal it, you're not even going to appeal it for what he said. You're going to appeal it for finding a fact and conclusions of law. Because the okay. finding of facts are, the finding of facts are, I don't work in Title 27. The law says I'm not in 27, and yet they're they're coming up saying it's Title 27. Because they always charge you a 7203 or 7212. Both of those are in Title 27. So the charges are in 27, and they bring criminal charges because that's a criminal act. But that's Title 27. 
So Title 27 is criminal. They're bringing you up on, on, on criminal charges that don't pertain to you. See what I'm saying? Right. So um, I guess then the, the whole point is that to just present all of the um, defects in the judge's ruling, because there were many, and just figuring that the appellate court is uh, abides by the law much more so than the tax court uh, judge. Yeah, we hope. <laughs> no, we never, we never had this. We, we never had this problem before. They gave it to us every time. The problem we're having now is we're tearing their heads off. In fact, um, uh, one of the one of the uh, letters we got, it said. The guy that's out there telling you to do this can't do it because he said so. They're talking about me. But we got a letter back where we hammered them so hard, the, the, the DOJ said you can't use Title 26 either because it has no legal effect. We're, we, they're pulling their hair out with this. See, this is not your normal argument. Now, right. I'm ask Peggy because I know because I know you, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-oh. <laughs> are you a, are you a, yeah, I know. And there's a lot of people on here tonight. Are you a prostitute? <laughs> um, well, uh, define prostitute. By your silence, I'll assume you are. Wait, by your silence, I'll assume you are. What is it going to take? How much money? See, you can't do that. If that's a yes or a no answer, are you one or not? Uh but you're going to need to give me more information about what you're talking about. I don't understand oh, yeah. okay. what you mean by that. You, all right. You prostitute, walk what does that mean to you? All right. Well, a prostitute, you've you got the tools. You carry the tools with you everywhere you go. So I have no alternative to know. That's what they're doing to us. So we have to come up with an argument because just because you have the tools don't make you one. I've got a garage full of tools. I probably got forty thousand dollars worth of tools hanging on the wall in my toolbox. I got jacks and pullers and hammers and uh, dent pullers and sanders and paint jobs, everything. But I can't paint a car. Why? I don't know how. Just because I got the tool don't make me be able to do it. That's what the argument has to be. So when he comes up and says to you, "Well, we're going to have wait, 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 stop right there," just because the proof is not there. How do you do it? See, I question him on every make. As soon as the judge opens his mouth, we need to jump on it right then. Well, Your Honor, uh, because because you got something below your waist, does that make you a John? Okay. Right. Oh, right. You sell, you sell well, you're shaped like one. You're built like one. You got the tools on. Man, I mean, I jump on them. I, you know, I've been had to dra- I've had to be drug out of courts before because. <laughs> What they're doing is they're legislating from the bench. Find right. that in your state. Find that in your state. When he starts saying that, whoa, stop right there, Your Honor. Uh, according to so-and-so versus so-and-so, you can't legislate from the bench. Do you want to reconsider? See, we have to hold them, their feet to the fire. The reason they're corrupt, and they are, is because we allow them to be corrupt because when we go there, our arguments weak. He throws a few things at us, and we cower down, and we don't see the argument that I right. put forth is not weak. And if we stay right. true to it, when we appeal, when we appeal it, they'll have. If we have to, then 
then we'll go to the Supreme Court with it. The Supreme Court will then say, we've already ruled. Then you'll win. It may take that, but then you'll win because they've already ruled. See, Title 27 is not Title 26. Yet everything right. that they tell right. is Title 26. 267203. 7203 is Title 27. But you got to understand that the reason doing that is Title 26 is a foot and a half thick. It's 16,000 pages. 27 is in 26. So what they have is they have 26 and 27 in one book. So when you look it up, it's all Title 26, according to the, the, the cover. This is Title 26. So you go to Title 26, 7203 is in there, and it says will for failure to file. But when you go to the parallel table of authorities, the parallel table of authorities says Title uh, Title uh, 70, Section 7203 is Title 27, Part 70. So it's telling you right there. So, so when we start to argue now, we have to have the parallel table of authorities because the parallel table of authorities tells you what section they're charging you with and where it goes. So it's very right. important. It's very important. It's very important that you get the charging instrument so that you can look at it and see where it comes from. Right. Right. Well, um, that was a part of my argument. Uh, you know, when I was in task court, that was one of, uh, and I brought up all of the important points uh, that have been discussed in previous calls, but um, you know he just sort of like like ignored all of it and 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 ruled how he wanted to. And I, I guess that's my hope is that these arguments um, will be listened to and judged for their lawful merit in a higher court. I, I, that's just my hope, and I'm just trying to kind of get a feel for you know. When we appeal it, and we appeal it th- this way. Appeals takes three to five years. So you're going to have, by putting it in the appellate court, you're going to have three to five years. And anything they write to you, all you have to do is say, here's my appeal docket, here it is, and send it back. You can't interfere. You can't You can't prejudice my case. We're using that everywhere. In other words, if, 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 I've, got a, if, if I've got a ticket in court and they come by here to say something to me, I hand it here. I'm in court right now. They, they, they asked for an extension. Um, I, I, I'm in the appellate process. That court has no more jurisdiction. So what we can do is as soon as you file your appeal, the court that has made that judge, that, that statement or that uh, whatever, it no longer is there. It's in a, it's in a different court. So if the, if, if the court says that you have to get out of your house and you file a bankruptcy, the bankruptcy get an automatic stay. Then if the, and then it's no longer there. Then if the bankruptcy lifts the stay, then you you file a you file a an appeal on the, at the bankruptcy level. Once you're in the bankruptcy out of the bankruptcy court, that court has money. It doesn't matter what they say. It's irrelevant. Okay? I right. care. They can't come because there's another higher court that now has the jurisdiction on your case. Now you may lose it. That's possible. But see, as long as we keep appealing it. Um, they're going to have to make the decision eventually, or, or what's going to end up happening is they're going to end up with us having a civil war, because that's what started the, the, the civil war before, and the revolutionary war, you know, taxing about representation. See, we, we're now being taxed, and yet when you ask a question, they throw you in jail. If, if, if you right. question, I'm not, sure he's, I'm not sure he's guilty. Bingo, you're fired. You're going to jail. See, they're doing to us right now what they did in 1776, okay? 
that's why (laughs) see what they're saying is well you got to have a gun you got to have a permit to carry a gun well i don't have any guns thank god thank god see i have arms and i have a right to keep and bear them so i don't have any guns so when i'm packing (laughs) baby i'm packing arms see so so what i'm saying to you what we have to understand is these people have an agenda that agenda is to put as many people in prison as they can because they no longer get paid until you go to prison once you go to jail they get paid they get paid handsomely for your whatever this those trusts and all that that i don't get into they 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 cash them in and that's how they do it so what they're trying to do is they're trying to get as many people in prison as they can we have we we only have about one fifth of the world's population, but we have fifty percent of the prisoners. See that right there tells me there's something wrong. There's something wrong in the system. Yeah, there is. That's for sure. Well, well, thank so, you, thank you for that. And and I had one other really quick question, then I'll let you go and let others um, chime in. Um, you we were talking about the notice of uh, deficiency, statutory notice of deficiency, and notice of determination. And you know, I kind of forgot all about the notice of determination. Um, They didn't have any of them for any of the years, but I have a notice of lien and notice of levy that they took all my money um, on. And so you just mentioned, and I just wanted to make sure I heard you right, the notice of determination, that is a, a, the actual claim that they have to have uh, yes. filled out, you know, uh, under penalty of perjury in order for them to do a yes. notice of lien or levy. Okay. Because they well, said straight they, up they, they didn't have any of those. Right. What they're doing is they have to do that to get a lien because a lien, a notice of lien is not a lien. What they're doing right. is they're monetizing the notice of lien. That, there's where the breakdown is. When you go to the court, the court's going to tie that together. They're going to say, they didn't give you one. Well, if they didn't give me one, how did I get a lien? See, in other words, they got me. They got a $900,000 lien against me. I'm trying to get paid on that, so I don't want it removed. I can have it removed by acting a fool down there at the courthouse. They'll, they'll remove it. They've tried to remove it two or three times, and I won't let them because I'm trying to make them pay me for it. But what's happening is when you look at, when you look at what you have, when you look at what you have, you have to understand we have to give them an argument that we can give them that they can't break down. So it's not about, see, it's not about the lien or the notice of lien. It's not about me being a, a, a tall, fat, old, young, new, whatever, pretty, ugly, beard, no beard. It's not about me in any way, shape, or form. It's about the law. What does the law right. say? See, I have proof this week that that we have problems with, uh, we're, t- we're, we're working with a, a, a man and his his sister is a, an attorney. And so his own sister says, well, just go ahead and plead guilty and I'll have them only put you in prison for a year. Um, I'll, make, I'll make sure that you don't put a year. Well, wait a minute, your own brother, but but I didn't, but I didn't do it. Well, you know, but you, you don't want to go up against that. You, you know, it's too difficult. Yeah. So you have, here we go. If the Bible says father against brother, brother against brother, sister against mother. See, what we're having today is we're fighting amongst ourselves. See, we think mm. the attorneys are on your side. They're not. So, so right. the best thing you can, the best thing you can do is represent yourself. Understand what you're there for. When, you, when they get off of the path and get into the weeds, then we have to bring them back. See, what they do is mm-hmm. they'll, 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 they'll start to talk about the sun, and you're, wait a minute, we need to be talking about the moon. 
we have to be able to get them back to the moon so we can win the argument. And so that's mm-hmm. what that's what me and Tad are trying to do. Me and Tad have a, a 30, I, I keep saying 30, he keeps saying it's 28 pages, whatever it is. It's between <laughs> 25 and 25 pages. Uh, we have this document that will help you through all of that. Because what it does is it holds their feet to the fire, and they're gonna they're gonna complain about every single page. We don't care what they do, but if you look at Title Twenty Six, Section Seventy Six Zero Eight, it says any e agent, any part of enforcement gets its jurisdiction from alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. So if they're coming after you, it's an e agent. You can be. I'm a hundred percent sure it's never been nobody else. It may be a CID, but they're E. And if you look at 7608 in Title 26, it says any E agent gets its jurisdiction from tobacco, alcohol, tobacco, or BATF, basically. So what you have is, guess what? They are, what they're doing is they're playing cards and you don't know the rules and you're playing, they're telling you the rules and then you're playing to the rules and they're not. And they're taking, see, when I was yeah. a kid, we used to play poker. Yeah, we used to play poker as a kid. And we would have one-eyed jacks, um, one-eyed kings, or whatever the whatever one-eyed jacks would be would be um, would be um, wild cards. Well, you could have five aces. How in the world are you going to have five aces when there's only four in the deck? Well, you get all four lords and a one-eyed jack. So I got five aces. See, or or you'll have two two tens and then and then a one-eyed jack. I got three tens. See. They're always playing the wild cards on you, but we just stand and let them take it. See, we have to stop, yeah. stop, understand. You have, you have to understand the game you're playing and make them play to the rules. Now, I want right. to ask you a question, mate. Now, I want you to answer this question, if you will. You're the dumbest individual on the call tonight. Now, I want you to defend that. Um, by your silence. Oh. <laughs> Well, I just did. <laughs> See? Now, tell, all right, say the same thing to me. I'm going to show you how to defend that. Okay. Um, Carrie, you're the, the dumbest person on the call tonight. What else what am that. I supposed to say? What <laughs> do you have to the dumbest and then shut your mouth? You made the statement, and I'm going to give you a length of time. Okay, Your Honor, I want that struck from the record. She said I was the dumbest person on the phone call tonight. What proof does she have that I'm the dumbest? I might be the second dumbest. Maybe I'm the third from the top. Maybe I'm below the dumbest. Maybe, maybe, maybe. See, I all of a sudden start chewing with the. So, what proof do you have? That's how you answer everything. You didn't file. You didn't file a 1040 this year. Really? How, what proof do you have? We didn't get it. Yeah, you dumbass. It didn't say mail it. You said file. Here's a, here's the definition of file. I've learned down the wrong <laughs> bit. They're so tired. They, they, where'd file mean? Well, what, uh, yeah. you, nowhere. See, it didn't say mail it in. Did you want me to mail it? Golly, I wish you put it right here. You should add it right See? All of a sudden now, they're over there going, Your Honor, this guy can't be that stupid. Oh, yes, I am. I'm stupider than that. See? And so what we have to understand is what they're saying so we can head it off at the pass. Right. Okay. Thank you All right. Well, thank you. Thanks very much for everything. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Okay. Does anybody else have? Yes. Andrew, your turn. Thank you, Ted. 
Hi, Gary. Um, two things. Uh, one, I went to the bank with my property tax form um, 2112 that was filled out by the chief assessor and they indicated that the monetary value was uh, uh, entity. And so I created a form for the bank to fill out to say that they never heard of entity. Um, they said they weren't comfortable filling out the forms, so they refused. Uh, but they said, oh, you can assume that it means dollars because there's this box that says uh, the tax rate times $100 or something like that. So I told them, I don't want to assume anything. Um, you know, but anyway, right. I said thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I, I understood that they weren't comfortable with it, uh, and then I moved on. They're not um, comfortable with the what yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. They're not comfortable filling it out, but they want you to fill it out. See? Now, let me give you another word of advice. Look up the word dollar in, in dictionary. A dollar is a unit of measure of gold and silver. Now, here's my addition. Yeah. A gallon is a unit of measure of a liquid. So the question is, I need you to give me seven gallons. What's the next question that has to come out of your mouth? Seven gallons of what? So when she said, well, you must assume it's dollars, dollars of what? Because, see, dollars defined in Black's Law Dictionary, I believe, says um, it's, a, it's a, a medium of exchange and does not recognize uh, notes, something to that effect. So now you've got them because, see, now you use that definition. Well, here it's an entity. Entity, go look up the word entity in Black's Law. In other words, build your whole case around what they said. Then go back at them and say, huh, where do I get some? Right, right, right. Yeah. I, I, I'm uh, moving forward. I have sent in the default and cure letter. Um, so I'm waiting for that to time out. And then I'm going to bring that to the county clerk to, to file it and, and then hit them again. So, okay, and my second thing is uh, I was going through the no, uh, notice of lien. Um, and uh, interestingly, between the notices of intent to levy and notice of uh, lien, they they went from kind of tax to type of tax. And on the lien, it lists uh, 1040 as uh, one of the types of tax versus on the on the uh, on the notice intent to levy, it's uh, kind of tax. So the other tax they listed is uh, 6702, which is a section. So I'm assuming they're actually trying to tell me that um, they're leaning me on um, the type of tax, meaning that 1040, not the return, but 1040 in the IRC code, which has to do with farming and transfer of uh, property or something if somebody dies, something weird like that. Okay. Um, now, I'm just wondering now, if anybody else had seen that. Yes, I have. And, and see, under the 1040, under the 1040, if you if you look at the type of tax, it's going to say 1040, and then it's going to tell you what section they're charging you with. It's going to be 7701 or something very similar to that. 6551, go to the parallel table of authorities and look that section up. It's going to be Title 27. So everything they charge you with 
is Title 27, 100%. I agree, or it's not listed at all. All right, if it's not listed, if it's not listed, then you you would know it, Titans. Okay. That would be like me going this way. Okay, we're going to play ball this evening. Do you want to play? We have a whole bunch of really neat guys. We're going to have a blast. Do you want to play? <laughs> what kind of ball are you playing? You can't, you can't ask that. You, you just ruined uh, the whole thing. You find me 5,000. Right. See, that's what, I'm, that, see, that's what I do. We're, we're going to play ping pong. That's the ball. Well, uh, yeah, but I thought you were going to play baseball. So you came in your baseball glove and your baseball bat and your spikes, and we're playing ping, uh, ping pong. How are you going to play? Well, I can't. That's right. And that's why I do it the way I do it. I don't care what they're playing. I have to know what it is so when I get involved, I can play and beat them if I can. And if I get beat, I get beat. See? So that's the whole thing to it. Look at the tax. They'll tell you. Look it up. If, and get the parallel table of authorities. If you need them, Tad has them. Um, get the parallel uh, table I, of authorities. I, yeah, I have a copy. I, have, I keep sending. I highlight the sections, and I send it back to them saying, um, you know, this is the enforcement. It's in Title 27. How does it apply to me? I also send. They keep sending me these uh, taxpayer bill of rights. I keep highlighting, um, you know, the first one, which they have to inform me so I know how to comply with the tax laws. And then I ask them all kinds of questions about the forms that they're sending me. So, um, see, what, uh, as long as you're doing that, yeah. As long as you're doing that, you're going to keep them off your back. Go ahead. What was your next question? Well, my next thing is that um, obviously I'm taking whatever the table authority says, but I'm also going back to uh, 1954 code, 1939, and the revised statutes because it seems like the when I look at the the levy portion, right? Um, if you go back far far enough. It seems like it only applies to people that are required to do monthly returns for reporting. Okay, hold on. Let me, yeah. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You're going back to 1939. It doesn't matter. What you're trying to do is you're trying to prove yourself wrong. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Now, are you in front of a computer? And I'm going to show you why that doesn't matter. Are you in front of a computer? I am. I'm probably going to get screwed here. Okay. Yep. Okay. Look up Title 26. 6012 and read the heading and the heading alone. That's all you got to know. If you understand 6012, that's all you need to know. Okay, when it pops up, we're going to go to another question. Let us know you're back and we'll bring it, get you. I'm going to let you read the heading. And that's in the okay, package. 6012. Okay, 6012. What's the heading? Yeah, persons required to make returns of income. There it is. So are you one of those persons? Well, I'm going to go back and look at 1939. And say, I don't care. If my name ain't on that page, they can kiss my ass. What I'm trying to tell you is if you get the parallel table, I'm sorry, you get 6012, then the regulations, the regulations spells it out in black and white, person liable to make a return of income. So it doesn't matter what 1939 says. Because if you're not the person that's supposed to make the return of income, I don't care what they're talking about. If only turtles have to do it, and I'm a goat, why do I have to do it? See? It tells you right there who has to do it. And it breaks it down, and it's super easy reading. See? 
All right. Well, I'm going to need to read it again. I appreciate that. All right. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yield somebody My else. Pleasure. Yep. Thank you for your question. East of the Rockies, hit star two. West of the Rockies, hit star two. Well, I'm north of the Rockies. Then what? That doesn't count. Okay. Well, I want to tell you thank you for being here. Um, since there's no more questions, um, uh, if you have any questions this week, go to youhavetheright.com, ask Tad, and he'll, he'll, him and I will discuss it, and we'll return you the favor. Now, the one thing that makes it easier when you, when you contact us, if you put your phone number on the email, we don't want it. We're not <laughs> yeah. selling it, but, and we're not going to sell it. But I, I Oh, speak for yourself. Yeah, that's true. Uh, call, call me to the chat. There's no phone number on the e- on the email, so uh, you know I can't call you, or Tad can't call you if there's no if there's no phone. So if you want us to hit, if you want us to call you back, that's fine. If you just want to email, that's fine too. You know, go ahead and and let us know your your phone number so we can call you back, and and we do the best we can to get call everybody back. We do try our hardest. I'm sure we don't get them all, but we get most of them. Well, all righty. Well, Carrie, thank you very much. Appreciate your uh, your wisdom and experience taking the time to be here today on these calls. And everybody else, we thank you as, uh, very much, too. And tell your friends about our call. If you know other people that are in need, send them to the call and uh, see what we can do to help them. So, thank you. again, thank you thank and good night. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.